Our hero's adventures in occupied Japan continue as they progressed an investigation. Armed with princes, Boyd Walker was able to earn a position in the school's hierarchy by becoming the star pitcher of the baseball team. Their moves draw attention as the opposition moves ahead and tries to waylay their efforts as our heroes rush to end this investigation. You get home, and before you even enter the building, what immediately tells you off that there's something wrong? There's a strange vehicle parked outside, to which John does kind of signal to Brazilkir, like, hey, you see that? Yeah, I haven't seen that vehicle before. Yeah, and it's kind of blocking the access to the courtyard that gives access to the service entry, making it kind of, um, kind of a hurdle to get in and out. Yeah, we yeah. just parkour to the window. Exactly. It'd be inconvenient for anyone else, but uh, one of them could teleport. <laughs> yes. The other can make steps appear and then dissolve them. So, yeah, no, actually, let's just do that. So you both jump to the balcony. And, Berserker, what tells you immediately that all your wards and whatever spirit packs you use to defend and keep your identity secretly hidden on the apartment that they are off, that they have been killed. I, I think it's just a, like a, a sense that they're not there, like like a kind of a cold sense. Something's okay. Uh, the words I put up, they're gone. Something's wrong. Good. And John Doe switches how he's holding the cane from using it as a simple mobility aid to into a weaponized hold and opens the door from the balcony. And you are assaulted by a swarm of something. And you recognize, after the initial shock, as things stop falling on them, that it's a bunch of folded paper dolls moving around, scattering. It's a bunch of shikigami. These things got spirits in them. I wonder if that's where... Yokim's going to try and communicate with them. <laughs> yeah, they seem basically to be surrounding you. They're not attacking, but they're like, if you move, we will attack. Okay. Okay. If you move, they will attack, and I don't know what they can do yet. Uh, well, at least they're not birds, because uh, John Doe... A lot of them are birds. <laughs> A yes. lot of them are folded cranes and crows. Yes. Remember, John Doe and birds don't get along. Not even in paper. Yeah, speaking of birds, two figures step out of the shadows. And uh, Berserker, you immediately recognize it as the weird twins that were hanging around the neighborhood. Yes, yes, I, I, I remember the, the, the two priestesses. Yeah, so they are staring down at them, and one of them, when wearing the hood says in Japanese stay where you are or the Shikigami will attack you uh, yes they already told me that yes they're very scary not as scared as what you were hiding here says the other one in English the one with the many charms and Rosary beads you must be quite an accomplished sorcerer to have such powerful spirits bound to you 
they put out quite the fight. Don't like that term sorcerer. I am a, how do I explain this? Uh, a religious, more of a, re- a spiritualist or a spiritual person for my people. A priest, then. Yeah, more more or less, but not 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 in those terms exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you are definitely skilled in walking between both worlds. I give you that. And they seem to be both respectful, terrified of that information, wary of you, but also this somehow seems to give them hope. You kind of get that fat sense that the, mm-hmm. as much as they are anxious because of your power, they also are relieved. Okay. Um, no, how about we... I'm, I'm not sure... I could turn the spirits uh, against you, so I think you have us at an advantage. So how about we call the whole these shikigami off and have a nice conversation over maybe some tea? Oh god, wait, I, I'm so sick of that cobbler now. It was good at first, but it's... Yeah, we had some of the cobbler. I think we finished it. We were kind of tired waiting for you, sorry. Oh, thank the gods. It was nice. And when the, the one with the hood says, "Adds to the bit the sweet," you know that's fair. I had molasses. That's what, that's what I was saying too. Someone suggested honey instead, and I think I might do that the next recipe. The one with the hood, she waves her hands, and they stop making the murder circle. And like some of them, they cling, following around you. Some of them land on you, mm-hmm. but they are not, you know, making a murder circle. Yeah, it's like they are. Hang around, warrior. Then I put away the axe, which I, I did have out. Like, I forgot to mention that. I did have it out, but not, like, ready once the Shikigami kind of, like, surrounded us. I'm Wumin, says the hooded one. And I'm Mimin, says the other one. Uh, greetings. As you go around your apartment preparing tea. Uh, greetings. I am... Uh... And I look to John Doe, like, do we say our real names or do we say our fake names? Like, what what, like, what do you think? You're, you, you got the better insight on people than I do. Well, at this point, I think they pretty much have us no matter what. They're in the apartment. I mean, they deactivated my wards without me even knowing it. I mean, they're really good. So I am Joachim Yarv, a.k.a. Bezirkir. And I'm John Doe. A.K.A. John Doe. I told you, Mimi, they were spies. And Mimi seems embarrassed. Well, they still are spies. For all intents and purposes, we should be getting rid of them. Yeah, we should have done that, should we not? Now that we kind of opened our hand already, have you not? Hmm, yeah, if memory serves right, that was not smart. So what will we do, Mimi? Uh, I I put the place the tea in front of them. Sorry, I, I'm not very well versed in the, the tea ceremony I learned about recently. So uh, don't worry, we'll handle. We work for the. Well, we don't really know how we work. To be honest, we work for the city. Let's say that we try to be doing what we do for the municipality, other than anyone in particular. So I guess at this moment. We work for the British Empire. Blech. We should be hunting down spies against the British Empire. That means you. Yeah. 
Yes, and the British Empire, you know, is kind of, kind of bad. Vestigial. Uh, yeah, they were. Yeah, they're kind of dead. I guess that's another thing. They're kind of bad and dead. Like London was hell, literally. I mean, I literally had to seal a hole that was probably leading to hell, or a hell, or someplace really nasty. So Mimin and Woomin, they look to each other. Well, you are definitely spies, and we are definitely spy hunters. But we are also alive, and we won't like to remain so. And that's the thing. Spy hunting is really dangerous. Yeah, and there were already two assassination attempts to us in the last weeks. And we could not figure out who they were and who was sending them. Well, someone's trying to kill you. Yes. We actually, we suspected it was you. Well, no. No, I haven't. No. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a direct person. If I wanted you gone, I would have uh, done it myself. And uh, not and I say this without ego, A, I don't like killing people, and B, if they'd sent me, they wouldn't need to have sent a second assassin. Mm, maybe they shall have. We know how your last assassination went. I, who? Uh, I don't remember, but I remember that you got your ass kicked. Yeah, pretty famously. I mean, I, I, I've gotten my ass kicked a couple of times. But that was the old me. And I don't like killing people. I really don't. Yeah, but your old you was exactly the good one. So people never figured it out exactly how you got your ass kicked, but you did. Oh, uh, it might have been by uh it might have been by uh what's that uh the Italian guy. Yeah, uh Border Gore. No, you will not have survived if you had met Border Gore. Oh no, I I met Border Gore twice. Yeah, you not yeah. No, an old me. Wait, what? Yeah. He kicked my ass. Huh. Unmercifully. Beat me like a rug. Yeah, we also fought Burdiger before. Uh, yeah, he kind of beat us too. He kept punching all our summons. He did things to a dragon that should not be possible. Yeah, he's pretty tough. Yeah, and turns out that he was working... On behalf of the Yazoo government, anyway, so and this was happening on the Yazoo municipality. So, even if he was a spy, he was technically not the spy, and yet was a whole thing. You know how it is with supers, yes. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I will not want to actually have to fight him, actually. So, yeah, someone is someone wants to get rid of us. Someone wants to get rid of you? Yeah, someone is trying to kill us, and we suspect it was you, but you are basically the only ones that we are not sure. Uh, I wonder if... Uh, I don't know. I think there is a second spy team. I think there are other spies that are doing whatever you are doing, and they are a bit more ruthless, let's say. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Have you found out who the other spies are? No. I didn't even realize it. Um, it has to involve the the conservatory because it's the only worthwhile target in this neighborhood. So there are other spies on the conservatory, and they, I think, they are the ones that are trying to kill us. This neighborhood? No, 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 no. In this part of town. This part of town. 
if they were in the neighborhood, we will let find out. We are very good at our jobs. Yes, Mimi, we are. This is why we are going to die if we keep doing it. You guys want out? Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, we went out. We went to be extracted at least until things calm down. Well, and we make sure that we don't have targets on our back. You know how it is with spies when things get hot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're planning a big extraction at the end of the job. We can always extract you to Chile. You don't need to go that far. But uh, we'll take all the help halfway. All right. What do you think? Do they seem trustworthy, Joachim? You're more of the expert on the magic. To be honest, they probably could have eliminated us if they wanted to right away. Yeah, but then we won't. We could not be do so without spending considerable res- resources. That would leave us even more vulnerable to deal with the second team. Yes. They seem okay. Uh, I mean, have you tried the resistance to get you out? Like maybe defect to the resistance? The resistance, they don't like us very much because... I kind of figured as much. We, you know, we got a lot of them in jail. And we got a, a lot of them in Chinese jails, as you can imagine. Uh, they don't like that either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, our loyalty is to Tokyo. And as you can imagine, Tokyo has many masters. So, yeah, this is a very unfortunate life. I think we can trust them to want to get out. Is is, is that fair? Seems fair. So as long as we can provide a way for them to get out, I think we can trust them. So how's the agreement sound then? You help keep us from being discovered by not discovering us yourselves. We help you get out. What do you say, Mimi? Mm, Yeah, I think they are right. I mean, but are you sure you want this? Because let's be honest, the other team going to find out that we were here and they're going to find out that we did not hunt you down. And if they are trying to assassinate us, they're going to try to assassinate you. That's the thing. You'll also strengthen our cover more than anything else. If the spy hunter showed up and left us alive, that's a pretty good sign we're not spies. Yeah, I don't think these spies are going to be full with this. Oh, I don't expect the spies to be fooled. Yeah, it's, it's the spies that I'm worrying about, not anyone else. See, I mean, I, mean, I don't worry about things. We'll take it as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Lister as strong as Border Gore, I'm not too worried. Well, they are better assassins than that, so that's the problem. I don't think they can beat Border Gore in an open fight, but I think they are the kinds to never have to do an open fight. And I don't know who they work from, who they are, and if they're going to go after you, they might interfere with your goals. Maybe that's the thing. If you work together, maybe you should take them out before anything else. You're probably right that we should hunt down these spies. And we probably will. But for now, let's call it even Steven for right now and we'll figure out the rest. If we need you, we'll get in contact. We're going to leave some Shigigami around. You can use them to communicate with us. Sounds fair. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I think we should leave. 
I agree. Yeah. Is that your vehicle parked in the courtyard? Yes. Well, we took it. <laughs> okay. Joachim does chuckle at that. Yeah, you hear the feeling of uh, a key chain at the door. Crap. Probably just Alyssa. Yeah, but she's talking with someone. You guys need to go. How? Where? I opened the balcony door. It was good enough for us. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, if you need help down, and I grab both of them, uh, excuse me, and, and just leap down. And you open the case and uh, you you see Voidwalker come in, throws her back just to one corner as she seems to be talking back. Yeah, I think I think my parents they are still not back. Uh, I think we can just hang on a it. Oh, you think so? Oh, this is Hestiu and she awkwardly points to the girl behind them. She she was she was having problems with school today. I told her that we could hang around after work. She was worrying about going home alone. Hi. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. You absolutely can hang out. Our home is always open to Alyssa's friends. I'm sorry to bring a bother, Mr. Jones. You're not a bother. You are not a bother. I just wanted to scare her because she didn't know I was here. I thought it'd be funny. Yeah, people... Are not very receptive to to the Chinese around here. She seems a bit flustered. You are more than welcome in our home whenever you wish. Do you want a snack? Alisa was talking about your excellent cobbler. I never had cobbler before. Let me see if there's any left. Unfortunately, some other guests came by and they might have eaten all of it. I opened the fridge. Yeah, they they said they finished the cobbler. They finished the cobbler. <laughs> And Elise is like, wait, other guests? And she looks to... She looks at Elias as soon as he's... Wait, was there any problem? What is going on? No, no problem. Some of uh, Elias's friends from the old country. I'm out of cobbler, but I do have some... Uh, let's see. I used the leftover cherries to make a small tart. You want some cherry tart? Oh, that sounds delightful. Yeah, maybe we can have with some ice cream. That sounds perfect. However, I do have to ask you an important question, uh, and feel free to not answer. If I give you ice cream in a waffle cone, how do you eat it? Mm, you get the feeling that it's not only that there's an awkward spot to hand, is that time seems to literally stop as... He, she's you, seems to think on the answer. Huh. 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 So we open 
Ben Serkir is back in the schoolgirl outfit. Yes, exactly. We open with Ben Serkir on. <laughs> Johnny's disguised as an Italian plumber named Luigi. He's just he's here to check on the pipes. Yeah, yeah. You are on your top notch disguises, and uh, you approach a very excited Toby Gray Gregory. He's radiant to see Berzer Kid again. Oh my god, I cannot believe when you contacted me. And, and you're saying I can help? And he looks at Highwayman. What's with the plumber? Uh, uh, just for context, I need to know, are we, are, we, are we maintaining our disguises in front of the... I mean, like, I know we're maintaining the Jensen and Elias, but are we maintaining these disguises in front of this dude, or are we just being like, this is a disguise? Substitute teacher John Doe. Substitute teacher, hold on. Jake Donner. Elbows. Luigi, just, he, the kid's cool. He's, he's cool. Oh, uh, so, he's uh, in the know. Hello, I'm, I'm, I'm. He thinks we're, he, he thinks we're computer people. He knows we're computer people, but he thinks we like, he, he's got the same messed up view of the computer that the whole Western and a lot of the Eastern world has. Gotcha. All right. All right. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Johnny. I'm here to, uh, I'm just spying. There's an alien who goes to this school and we, uh, killed his dad. Kind of. It's hard to, it's, it's a clone. He's a clone alien and we're here to make sure that he's not up to some shit. Did you, did you bring any of the pamphlets, uh, the computer and you? Cause this kid could really use one. I pull out an extremely crumpled pamphlet, uh, from, uh, from my overalls and hand it to him. This is Spanish. So go, tra- so go to the library and translate some Spanish. Yeah, it's in Spanish. Just like broaden your horizons. Look where you are. And he looks away from the two nerds to Berserk here. Like. Well, it would take you a few years to learn all speech. You might as well learn Spanish at that point. Yeah, and if you're just doing like literal tra- like like translation, this will only take you like a like a couple hours. <sighs> okay, but the, you told me that I could help. Yeah, absolutely. We need your help. Yeah. So alien. Yeah. Right. What do you want with this alien? Now, if I'm re- just a sec, just a sec. If I remember correctly, Drax was blue, or is that just my imagination? I, I think it, he, he either is blue or we did not establish. I think he's blue. I don't remember. I always so. viewed <laughs> Lord Durax as blue. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he's blue. Okay. He, okay. I, I actually always, I'm not going to lie. This entire time I've been envisioning Lur from Futurama just the whole time. That's what I've you been see, picturing the entire time. I've been picturing the guy from uh, Crash Team Racing, the evil alien from that. And trope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dear listeners, it's all of them. <laughs> it's all of them. Just look in your heart. That's what Lord Durax looks like. You put all those aliens in the blender, set it to obliterate, pour it out. That's Durax. I just find it funny. We all have the different visions of Lord Durax. And I, I think it's like uh, that's each artist's interpretation over the issues. We just all acknowledge that this is Lord Durax. Yeah. Like a greenish blue lure from Futurama wearing the armor of Entropy. And the schoolgirl uniform and the yellow wig. She's wearing the schoolgirl uniform and yellow wig on top of the armor, which is very funny because it is a very tall hat and the, and the hair is on top of the tall hat. 
I, I don't know. Drag seems she seems pretty popular. I mean, that's fine. She is well, again. Can't stress this enough. Part of a megalomaniacal alien species that wants to dominate the entire universe. Clones of herself. Yeah, so is 70% of the families that have kids in this school. Right, but this one specifically targeted, I mean, I know you're going to say, like, that's another 40, that's still 40%, but those ones specifically targeted, like, uh, Jaime Polar and those other anarchists, we, we had, those are the ones we helped out. Ah, I see. Well, what do you want to do with her, then? I mean, mostly to sort of get an active understanding of what she's up to at all times just sort of like like well you know what's the plan where she came from what they're doing with having her he just you know uh, just lots of information so that if we need I, I mean like i don't she is still kind of a kid and i don't feel great about the idea of having to deal with her in the way that we deal with people sometimes but like uh you know the more information i guess the better so we can make like an informed decision all right I guess let's do this. And we cut to various montage of you sneaking on Laura Turax. And she seems to have a normal school life. She goes to classes. She attends the music club. She has tea with uh, Princess Nori and uh, the, the witchy girl with the chippy birthmark that uh, you see her and Princess Nori going bird watching. You follow them as they leave the campus to go to their apartment where they have a video call with a bunch of other clones and Henry Kissinger. Wait, what? <laughs> but other than that... Okay. That, that's not suspicious at all. <laughs> Another fucking kid. How is he still alive? Did you say clones of Henry Kissinger? <laughs> no. <laughs> Other clones of the Durex. Other Durex clones and Henry Kissinger. Yes. Hey, y'all, I know we've kind of danced around it on this podcast. We've got to fucking do something about Henry Kissinger. And I should be clear, Federal Bureau of Investigation, I mean the fictional Henry Kissinger that we are talking about on this podcast. (laughs) We don't have anything to do with the real one. We all are just making a purely fictional audio adventure. But we've got to fucking kill Henry Kissinger. And also, he's never (laughs) in the right place at the right time for us, too. He's always just out of reach. He's slippery. We need to start. We need to listen. We need to make it the right place in time. All right. We need to. We need to figure that one out. So yeah, it seems like uh, it is kind of the Regency Council that is ruling over Lord Rex, and there are a few moments in which she is by herself, and she really does not seem to be doing anything by herself. She just seems to languish around in some kind of melancholy. And we cut back to the back room that is the office space of Gregory. And he just says, well, shows you some of the photos. That's it. Are you happy? No, but it'll do. Yeah, I'm not happy. 
but I, I, I am happy with your work. Yeah. I'm just not happy with what we found out. <sighs> the kid just seems kind of depressed. I mean, but Henry Kissinger. Yeah, I mean, I'd be depressed if I had to be around him, too. Wait, what? Yeah, Tommy was not there for that part. Because it was out of the school. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> I should just say, don't worry about it. Henry, <laughs> the fucking what? <laughs> the less you know, the better, Toby. You are a child, and uh, it's it's just the it's just best that we keep some things inside baseball. Anyways, good to see you. Bye bye now, Toby. You're a good kid. Wait, I I told her to that I was looking into new members of the journalism club. She should be here in five minutes. Do you want to talk with her? This is the perfect opportunity. I look at the others and I'm like, do we want to talk with her? If we try and talk to her, uh, is anyone going to try and is anyone going to be... I'm looking very pointedly at Bezirk here. Um, is anyone going to be feeling particularly forceful about that conversation? Uh, uh, it depends on what she says. This is not the same Nord Dorax, but still the same Dorax. I, I I don't know. This cloning thing is so confusing. It is pretty confusing. I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, like the ethics of it are 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 troubling. Horrible. Yeah. Tell you what, uh, Toby. How about? Here's just a thought. We will stay in touch with you about this. And you just, you know, keep us posted, keep a close eye on her, and we will not talk with her. And if something bad happens, we'll just come back and deal with that in real time. How does that sound to you? How does, well, first of all, how does that sound to, to y'all? They're just like turning to, to John and, and Ezra here. Works for me. Works for me. Tommy seems extremely disappointed, but instead of saying anything, he just turns to Berserk here and has this crushed stare looking at their hero as they seem to not be willing to confront someone after they spend a week spying on them. It does not seem right. So that's the point of spying is to not engage with them, to find out what they're doing so they don't know you're there. Yeah, but you're going to have to act on it at some point. On what? And at some point, we will. Listen, man, it's about, it's, it's like, it's always about picking the right moment. Yeah, and this is the right moment. I don't know if I can get her here again. Buddy, I, I, I gotta be very honest with you. We've been doing this for a while. I'm telling you right now, this is not the right moment. We, we'll know the right moment when we see it. Toby, you might have just helped save a lot of people. But uh, confronting her right now doesn't really have any direct effect other than finding out more than... I doubt she's part of a greater plot. Yeah, that's... Don't get it. She just seems like a depressed girl. Yeah, Toby, we were worried that um, considering heir to an alien empire is in her name, there might be a greater bugaboo here, but it looks like there's not. And that's it. You're just going to walk away. And John Doe looks 
profoundly depressed as he looks at Toby and just Toby I've been spying for longer than I can remember and you don't really want to know how often the answer to a possible bugaboo is look at it see that there's not much there and just walk away Furious Toby turns towards Akir gets out the pamphlet what is this about helping? Huh? Stop what you are doing. Stop this at any cost and seek help. Is that not the principles of the cybernetics? This is what the pamphlet says. And I don't know how this works. But I know that she cannot ask for help because she does not even know that you are here. So I'm asking on her behalf. I don't know what to do for her. I'm asking for help for her. Glares at the Berzer kid. And then glares even stronger than the two of you. John Doe does the deepest sigh he's done yet. Rubs his eyes. Toby, you know what your problem is? You remind me a lot of me. All right. You want us to help her? You think she needs help? You don't think so? Well, the only person that matters is her. But you're not going to know if you don't talk with her. No, you know what, Toby? You're right. Yeah. All right. But here's the thing. We're not going to help her. Not because we don't care. Uh, We do. There's just sort of a lot going on. I think you should help her. Ludo, I would love to know if I need to make a roll about this. I'm leaning on my precognition thing here. Um, Not necessarily in the sense of I knew what was going to happen, but just like I had some stuff on me. Johnny pulls out, I think, his notepad and jots down the number of, like, a a therapist in the area. Like, you know, she, Lord Lady Durax, could probably go to relatively discreetly. And also, I mean, I guess this is not really a huge concern uh, in this area. But just, like, some cash, because I know that most people here are rich, but, like, just some, like, a you know, a pretty decent amount of cash. And sets it down and hands both of those things to Toby and says her home life is a little bit challenging as far as how her time is monitored. So what I think would be useful here is if you get her into the extracurricular activity of journalism. I wouldn't try and uh, teach her too much about the politics of everything quite yet. Uh, You know, maybe just... Keep, make it keep it a slow drip. You've got some uh, you got some ideas. Think her. I mean, personally, I think are pretty rad, but might be a little challenging to someone who is uninitiated. See if you can get her some help. But yeah, Johnny says, be honest with her. Tell her that, you know, you've noticed that she seems like she's having a tough time. Express your concerns. Tell her what you found. Uh, offer to, you know, just offer her a place in the journalism club. It doesn't have to be a literal place. It can just be a sort of cover story, so to speak, so that she has the time unmonitored from from her home life to go get the help that she needs. You know, the world's pretty tough as it is, just bearing in mind sort of the broader strokes of injustice in this world. It is a great boon to have friends, and even more so if those friends have skill sets and abilities beyond your own. You're right, but I think that this is something that you should have a chance at. Kind of falls outside of our purview, and I mean, honestly, 
you got a pretty good heart, kid. I, I got faith on you in this one. So, the problem here is that this is a massive ask, and you don't need Precog to know that this does not work. Because A, you don't have really that much money, and the therapist thing, we had an entire arc, the Marposa arc, about how hard it is to get the help that you need when you operate at a certain level. So this is very much not enough. The thing is, how am I gonna know that? But the thing is, is Toby gonna know? Because this is not enough, but you can tell that maybe if people keep trying, the enough can find a way. The thing is, are you going to convince this kid to try? Uh, I mean, yeah, certainly that's what I would like to do. Okay, so that's the thing. But that's the thing. Iron Man is under no illusion. You know that what you are offering is not enough. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, like, he, he definitely is aware that this is, like, a big thing. Um, and is, I mean, I think he's hoping that Toby is as committed as he is passionate in this moment to actually following through on the thing that he seems to be very passionate about. Okay, so try to convince him. Am I rolling or am I just talking? Oh, you are rolling. You definitely are rolling with this because this can go very bad, especially considering what these kids know about all your stuff. Yeah, and I'm going to say principle of the everyman uh, pretty much applies here. Well, all the all this stuff is literally stuff that you had prepared beforehand. You had to prepare to, uh, therapist contact. You had to get some money somehow. All this is stuff that you prepare beforehand. So also that tactician applies. Okay. Precognition. Uh, I'll say moon veteran and status plus two. That's an eleven. Yeah. The entire scene, the entire scene freezes, and and Johnny is the only one moving, and he does the Usain Bolt pose for a second, and then just re- returns to his position, and the scene resumes. Yeah, and uh, he seems to think those words. You know, you're right. it's not like you on the other end of the world who can help. I'm sure I can get her to meet other people. At least try to get her from being in her own head. So you better get going because she's going to be here soon. You're a good kid, Toby. And when you're done here, if you want to come work with the rest of the revolution, love to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of my office. Johnny, like, little, like, does a little half grin at get out of my office and he, like, tips his plumber's hat, which I assume every plumber has. And he says, come on, gang, let's, uh, let's head out. And you leave. And you pass on the corridor and you pass through Lord Durax and she just looks as a plumber, a temp teacher and a high school girl leave this tiny journalist club and just keeps staring as she goes ahead. Like, what the hell? I just, I just as I pass her, I just go, I just tip my, my plumber's hat again and I go, ma'am. Or sorry, hang on, I have to do it in an Italian accent. A ma'am. I cannot believe you committed this hate crime. I could not hear what you just said. As you are turning the corner of the corridor, you see out of nowhere a rapid paper landing on the trash bin, and you realize that it's Void Walkers, and you unwrap it, and it's a message. Carietta has awakened. 
you will not believe what is happening. Oh my gosh, she's sending us clickbaits. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. No. You won't believe what's you won't believe. believe. Bren, don't ever apologize for the perfect joke like that. I, <laughs> I'm mad that I didn't think of it. Six truths that Carrietta White has been keeping or has been keeping. You won't believe number four. <laughs> so you got the message that Carrietta White is awoken. And you meet back at home, where she's still in bed, convalescing, but she seems to be moving her head around and slowly regaining strength. And she seems a bit confused because she does not know you. Uh, we, we are with system... Well, wait, uh, am I supposed to say that? Um, let me ask y'all, is... I assume we're, as far as we can tell, unobserved in this hospital room. I thought we were at our house. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, cool. We are, in fact, almost totally unobserved. Yeah, I think it's safe. Go ahead. Uh, Yes, we were with System 4. We were trying to uh, get you out when you kind of went, well, (laughs) berserk and lost control of your powers. Yes, I... I vaguely remember. I I was in contact with uh, with Professor Idio. He was the one mentioned that he knew people outside of the country that could get me out and eventually get me back to the United States. I suppose that was supposed to be you. Uh, side note, just just for my clarification, we we were supposed to get her out, and then somebody else was supposed to get her to the United States because I don't think System Four really could do that due to an embargo. I mean, it's gonna be pretty simple. It's just put her on a boat, and she's gonna be immediately intercepted by <laughs> by the American Navy <laughs> running the blockades. So that part is. Hello, we noticed you were on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to take a closer look. <laughs> ah, I found oil on this boat. Now it's on fire. I forgot about that blockade. <laughs> Hi, Carietta. You can call me. I, I think I look at the other two and I like kind of give them the face just being like, should we use fake names? Should we use real names? At this point, she knows we're system four and we're going to have to smuggle her out anyway. All right. Just wanted to be sure. Carietta, I'm. Hold on. Let's do one quick buck sweep. Carietta, I'm going to walk around and check some things real quick, and then I will proceed with further explanation. And yeah, I would like to participate in a bug suite, which I assume we're probably all doing. Yeah, and then we resume telling her. Carietta, I'm Johnny, sometimes called High Women, and these are uh, my associates. So you are like superheroes or something? Pretty much. Or, or something, yeah. But we're we're here to help. We We don't, you know... We we want to we want to get you to a place where you're safe and sort of able to come to terms with your abilities on your own. I don't think we're going to specifically we're here for someone else too. And honestly, we're a little curious about the whole situation. Yeah, anything that you could tell us about sort of the internal goings on at the school, what what they're actually up to, would be 
I mean, truly just phenomenally helpful as far as us extracting who we need to get out. But we want to, I mean, we want to keep you safe as well. I want to make that very clear. She looks at Voidwalker that is still on her school uniform. Are they trustworthy? Oh, yes. This is one of ours. This is Voidwalker. We Hi. needed someone to, we needed someone to, you know, infiltrate the academy at sort of at the level of, of someone who would be attending. So it kind of made perfect sense. She was already, you know, on the younger side. So we figured certainly our best option there. So you know what they offer as an academy? Normalcy. We know what we've gotten from the, I would say, public facing elements of that of that information uh, with some limited insight as to what's actually going on. But uh, we would love it if you would uh, clue us in a little further. So you should know that this has always been a, an institution that wanted to capture superpowered individuals. It is it to target families all across the British Empire and trying to get them into good soldiers of the Empire to accept its ideology and to preserve its way of life. That's something that I knew from reputation before I came here. The thing is, they promise you a normal life. They promise that you're not going to be treated different from your powers. That you're going to have a chance. Now, it's kind of bullshit because ignoring who you are is not going to give you that but it works somewhat what it does not work is that they don't get their super soldiers it does not have the retention numbers that they they had and with the situation on the UK being as it is they need their superheroes and they are nowhere to be found so until very recently they had a program in the wings program Seahawk that they did not deploy. <sighs> what was the program? It is their attempt to make sure that people that already believe on the Empire, to believe in its ideology, that want to protect it, they can get superpowers. So if you cannot create the perfect subjects among the high class of the Empire, they will make them. They will give powers to the right individuals. You might consider it the uh, English version of the infamous superhero programs that the Americans run. But I think you should know that they never managed to get real powerful individuals that way. They were never able to get someone nova class. And I'm guessing based on sort of the display of your abilities, you fit that bill, yes? Well, yes. And I assume... I assure you, many of the individuals that are involved in the Seahawk program, they are like this. So for a few years, they have been collecting these people as alumni, and they have been gathering them, kidnapping them, and using them somehow to steal their powers. And I don't know what they are doing with the powers afterwards, but the idea is that it's somehow used to empower selected individuals whose loyalty beyond doubt. That's creepy. Yeah, deeply worrying, honestly, on that one. Yeah, I found out that I found out the tanks where they were keeping the students, and I was afraid that I might be next. 
tends to happen when they are close to graduation or after they graduated, so that them going missing cannot be tracked back to the conservatory. And I wanted out. I wanted to escape. And I think you know the rest. I'm a little darkly curious as to how the theft of powers process even could work. Yeah, that's certainly one of the things about it that is very troubling, because I feel like even if we were to find some way to dissemble that process, I'm sure they could recreate it. You know, once knowledge exists, it exists. I don't know if your goal is to destroy this project or to stop whatever is happening here. Ideally, both. Just in in principle, that would certainly be the best option is to do both. But this is sort of a shot in the dark, but you wouldn't happen to know anything about where these folks end up once they're kidnapped, right? Probably not, right? I I do. I do. I can can tell you where the location is and, and how to get into the lab. Well, yeah, I think we need to know that. And if we know that, that leads to the next big question. We'll have to be fast, because the person we need to extract is sure to be on their list. Well, if they are powerful, yeah, it's only a question of time. And if they got them enrolled here, especially if they are not high class, they, they got recruited to be targets. Anyone that is not someone that they could easily control is a candidate to this. If they're not already taken. And if so, I think before we leap into this part of it, we have our evac set up, right? Then very well, looks at you. We do? All right. Listen up, gang. Let's go ahead and make us a plan. Carrie Eddie, you're welcome to chime in anytime you like. This will be concerning you, too. So the way I see it, we've got three discrete objectives here. We need to do something to destroy this lab as much as possible. We need to make it so that if we can destroy the uh, the knowledge of how to continue this program to make sure that happens, because the fact that people can steal people's powers, I imagine the ones who lose them probably aren't walking around in the world just without a care. So that's concerning in and of itself. That's objective one. Objective two, we need to abstract. What's her name? What's the other person's name? Liz. Yeah, we need to extract Liz. Uh, that needs to happen functionally at the same time as we... Basically, the pro- the thing is, like, these first two things need to happen at the same time or damn near, and then we need to immediately afterward evacuate. So that's objective three, is get everyone out as quickly as possible before they can figure out that we did what we did. I got about the shape of it. Anybody else being something I'm not? Well, but how we even approach Liz Glaze? I mean, my only interactions with her have not been very good as... You do kind of test, and she turns to Berserkir and Jando. Well, she also uh, doesn't know that you're there to help bail her out of a bad situation. Does she know that it's a bad situation? Voids, you might have to convince her. Oh, no. Uh, All right. So we'll consider that as a thorn in the problem. What other thorns do we have in the problem? How are we going to get extracted? With possibly... Ms. White, do you know how many people they've got in those tanks you mentioned? I mean, I have seen at least seven people. With at least nine people in tow. Right, well, things a bit well. I probably can get us out in two or three journeys, move us out to the other side of Tokyo, where we'll be, where hopefully the Ezo people can take us. Yeah, I... What about the two priestesses? Uh, they they want it out too. Eleven people. All right. 
right. Eleven people. And I believe there was was it was there someone else? So we've got the seven in the tank, Ms. White here, Liz, and then two more. The twins. Unless I'm missing someone. Yeah. Uh, the mouse you're missing. Uh, he's uh, it's very important. We got to make sure we get the mouse out too. So, oh yeah, yeah. So twelve. Oh wait, do you are ev- you're evacuating? Uh, what what is their names? Luna and Ultra, the ones that we're talking about. Yeah, I mean they're uh, they've proven themselves to be friends of ours on more than one occasion. So we need to get them out too. They're not safe. If they're here, uh, there is a good chance that someone wants their powers as well. So, 13, unless I'm miscounting. Okay, that's going to be difficult. I don't know if I am. I have a heavy enough juice for that. Yeah. And also fight. I guess I can try to prepare things while you do the rest. I'm wondering if we could do this without using Voidwalker's powers. Maybe some un- something unassuming, like a school bus or something. A school bus? I mean, that's actually not a bad plan at all. No, it's not. We just need to acquire a school bus. I'm sure Frankie could help with that. I mean, he could at least point us to the bus barn. We could steal one ourselves. Yeah, you know, I, I know how to drive one. Shouldn't be that bad. Which one is the one that is, that is the amplifier? I think it's Ultra. Y'all, I'm having a thought. It was uh, Ultra, I think, is a, uh, a power amplifier, yeah? Uh, Voidwalker, if we were to have her amplify your abilities, do you think you could extract everybody in one go? That way you wouldn't have to make multiple trips? Huh. I don't know how her powers work exactly, but yeah, maybe it is possible. Maybe I can just even take an entire displace an entire area, switch a place up from here to another part of Tokyo. Maybe we could get into the park and replace this part of the park with another park. I mean, I mean, I do want to say first and foremost, that's really cool. That's just a cool. Uh, the thing you said was just very cool. That was cool. I dig it. I will say this. It may draw a little more attention than we're hoping for, but I don't hate the idea of it. So let me softball this plan to you guys. We steal the bus. And a bus driver's uniform. We take the bus near wherever our dear friend Ms. White tells us the location of these tanks are. We bust in, rescue everybody, load them on the bus, because that's a little less suspicious than um, three grown men running around with a bunch of kids from a building. With everyone already loaded up on the bus, we figure out what exactly the limitations of Void's powers are with Ultra's help. If necessary, the bus can act as mobile teleporting, even though I'm really, I hate that word sentence. I hate that sentence so much. Or we can use the bus to get across lines. As an important note for the rest of the characters, when the idea of teleporting through Voidwalk comes up, John Doe does get a little more visibly nervous, but he uh, moves past it in that with that exact. Uh, and I think that's probably our best shot. Anyone else got a option? No, honestly, that feels pretty sound to me. I mean, yeah, I, I, I really think we should save uh, Voidwalker's powers for a last ditch. Uh, oh, sh- we need to get out of here. Like, I, I think. But if we need it, we've got it. Yeah. I'd really prefer everyone who isn't in a floating tank who we need to evacuate 
be on the bus before we evacuate the people in the tanks. But there's a little hitch in the plan, and that is we don't know the condition of the people in the tanks. Will they come out able to move? Will they come out groggy? Terrified? Will they come out in a super-powered rage? Yeah. Well, I don't want to have to knock out a kid, but if it comes down to it, we can try and deal with that as it comes. I, I mean, we can't just physically move the whole... I mean, theoretically, yes, we could just physically move the whole tanks. Between the three of us, that would be easy, but the problem therein is a bunch of kids running on the buses less suspicious than the three of us loading massive tanks onto said bus. Yeah, then a school bus full of tanks of goo with children floating in them. Yeah, I agree that there is some element of suspiciousness to that. I, it's a good point. If we had a little more time, maybe we could figure out if they were getting ready to move them and try to intercept that, but I don't really think we do. And the longer we're here, the higher risk of being discovered, and then this plan just gets more complicated and dangerous. Yeah, so I'd say, like, let's just, for now, the plan is we're going to try to get the folks in tanks out in some form and we don't necessarily need to know we can kind of game time those particular details as they come there's actually a thought there though ms white yes do you know any of these people who are in the tanks were they friends of yours or anything they they are actually they seem to be quite older i don't think they i think they were students but i think they are alumni besides uh getting large and a little bit terrifying in a good way. What other powers do you possess? I mean, I mostly I have pyrokinetics. Okay. But also I have limited other psychic powers. Mostly sensorial stuff. Mostly sensorial stuff? Any good at telepathy? No. Okay, that's fair. Hey. Me neither. Do we know any wayward telepaths? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, not off the top of my head in Tokyo. Yeah. All right. So there goes the plan of hoping to, like, psychically beam a message into him. Looks like we're going to have to do this the hard way, boys. And theys. And ladies. Everybody. Damn, Highway Man, you're not going to help me out here? You're going to leave me hanging with that? No, no, it was pretty funny. I was, I was actually, I was just sitting here fully envisioning just John Doe is like standing in his like Kurt Russell clothes with like the sleeveless shirt in the middle of, of like a, just a lush living room sitting there while we all just look at him blankly. It's just like, okay, yeah, we got it. You know what? You seem like somebody who would eat their ice cream cone with a spoon. Well, just it wouldn't be a cone. It would be, I would get a cup. And then I would, and then of course I would eat that with a spoon because like what I'm not going to just stick my face in it like some sort of maniac. All right, so uh, everybody pack up the things they like the most from this safe house because uh, who wants to go help me steal a bus? Zerkir raises their hand. There's my partner in bus theft. High fives, Berserkir. High fives. I mean, I was, I, I was, I'm not actually opposed to stealing a bus. I probably just need you to make gas for it. When we get it here. All right. Yeah, I can do that. Guess we shouldn't steal the whole bus. We'll probably just steal the keys because uh, I can't. We can't park it here. Is there a place that we could hide a bus? I realize that they are fairly large and that is one of the obstacles about it. But if we're are we going to move out early tomorrow morning? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Bren, and I'm going to tell you, I know the perfect place we're going to put this bus. So we're going to hide it in plain sight. In front of the school. No. Ludo, even more evil. 
Uh, I have to ask some quick questions, though. Am I wrong in assuming that because of Tokyo's unique space in between four partitioned parts of Japan, it's uh, not uncommon for vehicles to break down and take a while to get fixed? Because I imagine it's difficult to get certain parts easily into the center of Tokyo. I mean, unless you smuggle them. I mean, I, I, I really don't think so. I don't think it should be more prone than any other city. Perfect. My plan still works. Does Albie Poole have a garden she's really proud of in her front lawn? No, there's a communal garden for the neighborhood. Okay, then my, my plan of parking on her beloved poinsettias won't work. Uh, we'll hide in front of the school, probably. Because <laughs> my plan was to absolutely be like, oh, she grows the national flowers of England in her front lawn? Park it, put note, broken tow truck coming in the morning. I was going to strike the killing blow, but I'll have to leave the game of moms where it was. Okay, so yeah, so I already updated the thing, so. Cool. Cool. So uh, let's go steal a bus. Come on, Brickster <laughs> here. Okay, so I guess that is going to be a challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I guess Berserker can give the exist there. So tell me your plan. Give me the widest context of the plan so that then Bran knows what you're talking about and Bran can tell us what Berserker does to assist you. Berserker does the boost and then you roll. Uh, so the plan is pretty cut and dry as far as this daring heist goes. Uh, most bus barns are not exactly what you would call secure locations. Uh, nope. So we're going to... Honestly, it probably looks a lot like us trying to find like an open door. And if that doesn't work, very carefully knocking out a lock, going in, finding... A bus driver's uniform that fits John Doe and then stealing the keys to one of the buses. Preferably one that's not on the schedule for tomorrow, but is in reserve because a lot of bus barns do that. They put a bus on like, hey, if there's an emergency. This bus will come out and do something, which is usually written on like a chalkboard or something. It's not a super. There's not a lot of moving parts to this plan. It's OK. I guess I'll bust the lock if necessary. Berserk <laughs> here just pushes the lock out of the door. Mm hmm. Or the whole ass door. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we want to go. We want this clean. We want to go in and out like nothing happened. Or, or, or is that just my like stealth thievery game mindset going off? I, I, it might be. Oh, no, that's absolutely. You are absolutely correct. Use your magic to talk to the lock spirits. All right. That sounds like a brilliant idea. Let me pull up my character sheet, which I totally forgot to pull up. All right, so that's a plus two. So what is the, the plus two? Coaxing the lock or seducing the lock or something like that. Call the blacksmith. Yeah, call the black locksmith, yeah. Unfortunately, I can't really justify Principal Amnesia here. This is not a totally fresh perspective, but... Well, you know what? No, I'm going to argue for Amnesia because most people wouldn't have brought Joachim, the big, strong they, to this secret mission. They would have been like, oh, no, let's take Johnny. He's, you know, sneaky. No. I brought the cool wizard. Principal Amnesia. Well, it's a six with the bonus, but let's see. Yeah, so my, uh, cashing in that boost gives me a six on this overcome roll. So, what will be the minor twist? (sighs) 
I got it. Oh, sit down. So, yes, the bus is on reserve, but a bus is going to break down tomorrow and they're going to need that bus. Is that, is that too major of a twist? So the thing is that it denies the thing that you want, which is the bus. Oh, yeah, yeah good point. Good point. But I like the direction. The bus hasn't. Okay, I'm going to hate saying this because I'm a repair tech and I hate this type of failure the, the most. It has an intermittent failure. Oh. So it works some of the times, but not all the time. And that was why it was on reserve. Yes. I like it. So. Absolutely. I think that's perfect. So everything seems fine. The bus seems perfectly fine. We inspect the bus and everything seems all right. The oil changed, gas tank filled. Everything is perfect with this bus. All right. We'll park it at the school in a side lot. For people to be like, oh, yeah, that's a weird place for a bus to be parked, but it's a school. They're parked everywhere. Take the uniform and the keys out of it and walk away. I'm not leaving a bus with the keys in it, the high school parking lot. I know what happens. Yeah, because most buses can just be open with a push. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. How'd the bus thing go? Uh, We stole the bus. Good. There's a minor problem with it, but that's no problem. Yeah, there's There's no problem. No problem. No problem. No problem. Hey, I'm getting conflicting sets of information. No, you're not. Don't worry about it. Oh, that that actually that helped. That clarified. Thank you so much. Don't worry about it. You need to talk to Astrid Ultra about us evacuating them. Otherwise, it's a kidnapping. A really cool kidnapping. But well, I wasn't just going to be like, it's just like, come on, kids, we're getting out of here. Get in, losers. We're getting out of here. I understand, but it might be nice to warn them. Lou, I've got their, they have my contact information, right? Not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, we're just discussing that. So it's easy for them to contact you. I don't know how easy it is for you to contact them. I could probably send Voidwalker to school and be like, hey, can you get in touch with Jensen? Or like Jensen would like to have a chat with you. And Voidwalker just goes, I could just tell them myself. I have a mouth, you know. You know, that that's entirely fair. I would say maybe don't go into the details on the school campus. Maybe, you know, get them outside of school. At, you know, have a, see if they want to go get a coffee or something. I was thinking of just telling the moment you start the attack. That's, you know, I do like the speed of that. Uh, I just worry that, you know, the time it might take to convince them may become a problem but it, i mean hey if you feel if you feel comfortable with that <laughs> i'm sorry did you not tell me that they were that they are gentle guerrilla fighters i think they will be very fast at reacting she's got a point let's i listen first of all you are correct and you're making a lot of great points Second of all, you don't have to you don't have to say it like that. All right. Just, I'm just like we do. We can't all be you. Is all I'm saying. All right. It's, it's you're you're still right. But come on. I mean, but yes. Yeah, I, I agree with the thing that you said. And I think that we should do your thing. I don't think there's necessarily a group. Of people who are more likely to believe us than those two. Yeah, probably. I mean, at least certainly not in certainly not in Tokyo. Hey, does this mean that Albie Poole's shitty son is going to end up, you know, we'll worry about that later. 
I have a distinct feeling, and I hate saying this, but you know when you wake up some days and you think, oh man, something bad's going to happen to me, and it does? I have a very distinct feeling that Albie Pool is going to be a problem before we leave Tokyo. Yeah. That's why I'm filling this sock with dollar coins. Kondo literally has a tube sock over his dropping dollar coins into it. I love that. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's really good. I mean, I will say this: um, they, they they do make sort of other things that already exist that are good. You know what? You know your business, Johnny. I don't tell you how to shoot people with your big fancy gun. Totally fair. You're right. I'm sorry. That was that's I overstepped. My apologies. Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Raid. Joaquin Jarve, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlachter. They can be found at SGCA Delaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Hanler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettel and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Sentinel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast because a friend told us about it. Such a, for example, Snyder's Return. Snyder's Return is a tabletop role-playing game interviews and actual play podcast. We interview content creators, Twitch streamers, and fellow podcasters, and we put out our own actual play using a variety of different systems. So come and join us, come and have a listen. You can find us on Twitter at Return Snyder. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or check out our website at www.snidersreturn.squarespace.com.